Lord, and welcome to our weekly 30-minute podcast, The Elephant in the Room with Bishop Michael Bellamy. Our podcast will cover various topics that are often overlooked, misunderstood, or even controversial from a biblical perspective. We're blessed to have a team of wonderful producers who want to make each episode something that will be enjoyable and informative. Today's podcast was produced by Elder Maurice and Lady Satoya Clanton, who is also one of our editors, along with Sister Tanika Harris Coronado. I'll be back with today's episode. Today, we'll introduce the topic of generational curses. I'm sure you've heard of this topic and how people think they've been affected by them. Doing this episode, I want to share with you how generational curses have been defined and popular teachings on how they can be broken through the Word of God. Let's start with defining what is a curse. According to Dictionary.com, it defines a curse as an evil that has been invoked upon one. To perform the act of cursing means to wish or invoke evil, calamity, injury, or destruction upon someone. In understanding what a curse is, we must also understand the opposite of a curse, or what we know as blessing. To bless means to consecrate. A blessing is a favor or gift bestowed by God, thereby bringing happiness. We see these words bless, blessings, curse, and cursings throughout the Bible. With the understanding that curses evoke thoughts of evil, dread, and shame. A well-known passage of scripture we can point to is Deuteronomy chapter 28, as made popular by Fred Hammond's song, We're Blessed. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 through 3, I'll read from the King James Version, the word says, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shall thou be in the city, and blessed shall thou be in the field. Throughout the first half of this chapter, we see how God blesses those who will obey his will. At verse 15, we see a shift where the word says, but it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe all his commandments and his statutes which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Cursed shall thou be in the city, and cursed shall thou be in the field. From verse 15 through verse 45, we see how those who disobey God and don't follow his will 
were cursed. Now, please listen to me, friends. I would be remiss if I did not remind you that this was under the Mosaic law and given to the 12 tribes of Israel. What is the elephant in the room? Are curses inevitable? Is the deck stacked against us? Some people seem to think so. And they take the stigma of being cursed with them throughout their lives. They believe that they have no hope for change or a better outcome in their lives because of the patterns. Please pay close attention to that word. Because of the patterns they've seen with family members from previous generations or even within themselves. I received a message from a distraught parent who got a message from a family member saying the family was under a generational curse. This was very hurtful to the parent and needed biblical clarity. So what is and how has a generational curse been defined? In Breaking Generational Curses, Talithia Bonner defined generational curses as a habit or behavior that has been passed from one generation to the next. She goes on to say that generational curses are passed down through the actions of our parents and our own experiences. Sometimes these patterns are simple, small idiosyncrasies that families pass down that may seem innocent but carry great weight with them. One such example is the tradition of family dinners on Sundays. While these happy occasions bring the blessings of family and quality time, the types of meals we prepare can lead to health issues in the future. Grandma's famous recipe for greens chocked full of pigtails or fed back or her delicious socket to me pound cake laden with butter and sugar can have devastating effects on family members' life expectancy. Frequent meals high in saturated fats and salts can lead to high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, and obesity. In other instances, these patterns can lead or cause detrimental lasting consequences to families. One example is money management. If good stewardship of finances isn't taught and passed down to future generations, families are often riddled with poverty. Another example is those who watched their families have a six-pack of beer or their fathers have a six-pack of beer after work to relax and drink away the day's stresses, often leading to undiagnosed alcoholism. This activity can eventually lead to a pattern of substance abuse in children, sometimes secretly, as a coping mechanism for their troubles. 
Often we see these patterns and behaviors carried out in adulthood, thus furthering the cycle from previous generations. Further, the keeping of secrets of sexual abuse happening to children in the family. In last month's podcast episodes, we discuss mental health and how instances of abuse can trigger mental health issues, addiction, behavioral issues, or worse. So what are the kinds or types of generational curses that are being taught? In five types of generational curses and their biblical remedies, Pastor Ikechuku Chinikdom describes five types of generational curses. The curse of God. This curse is tied to Adam's fall in the Garden of Eden. Now, friends, every human being that is born into the world is born under the Adamic curse. Every individual, every child that is born into the world is born under the Adamic curse. This curse is tied to Adam's fall in the Garden of Eden. Under this curse, everyone is born into sin, the inheritance Adam left us. In this case, the curse of God is generational, meaning it carries down through mankind labor in birth pains. Working for a living are some examples. Now let's talk about the curse of the law. Under this curse, disobedience is the main curse. It ties back to Deuteronomy chapter 28, in which God outlined the results of obedience and disobedience. Under this curse, things that befall us are inflicted because of our wrongdoing or evil deeds. Now, please forgive me for being repetitious, but I need to give clarity. What we read in Deuteronomy chapter 28 is under the Mosaic law. And in order to properly interpret scripture, we must know who is speaking, to whom he is speaking, and the time and dispensation that he is speaking in, and is the scripture universal. So when we read Deuteronomy chapter 28, that is under the Mosaic law, We are currently living under the dispensation of truth and grace. Now, some of the examples of the the curse of man include poverty from gambling away earnings, obesity from a poor diet, the poor quality of life from substance abuse. Then there is the curse of idol worship. Under this curse, people chase after material things, putting those things before God. One such example is the idea of keeping up with the Joneses. There is the curse of seed time and harvest. 
Under this curse, a person can suffer or reap the consequences of the things they sow into the world. Examples include children mistreating their parents or rejecting relationships with them because of previous abuse. In his article titled Four Types of Generational Curses, Jake Kell described the following generational curses. Idolatry, the occult. These types of curses include worshiping things that aren't God or practicing witchcraft. Example of this type of curse includes an overshadowing darkness over a person's life, unexplainable sickness and pain, a drawing to spiritual darkness or other destructive patterns, sinful patterns. This type of curse includes sinful strongholds that are not broken up and are passed down to the next generation. Examples include intentional deception and a pattern of lying, destructive behaviors and faulty mindsets. This type of curse includes any behaviors that are passed down through the family that are often present as harmful tendencies going from one generation to the next. Examples include substance abuse, domestic violence, and mindsets of condemnation, perfectionism, skepticism, and unbelief, and judgmental attitudes. Physical, mental sicknesses. This type of curse includes those diseases that pass down through family lines. This includes high blood pressure, cancer, mental illness, and diabetes. According to Hank Hanegraaff's article on Christianity.com titled, Are Generational Curses Biblical? He writes, Whether or not families inherit spiritual curses, it is obvious that patterns of sin are passed down through families. There that word is again, ladies and gentlemen, patterns, patterns. Everyone sins, but just as culture, ethnicity, and gender still are pattern of sins in particular directions, so do our families. Hannah Graf goes on to say, if your family line is marked by divorce, incest, poverty, anger, or other ungodly patterns, you're likely under a generational curse. The Bible says that these curses are tied to choices. If what Hannah Graf says is true, friends, it is not a curse from God. This is something that has been passed down through patterns and behaviors through the family line. We understand that God has given every person free will and choice to do what they will with their lives, including choosing to sin. I'm going to say that again. 
we understand that God has given every person free will and choice to do what they will with their lives, including choosing to sin. So in this context, we see that generational curses aren't so much a happening to a person beyond their control, but the act of choosing what happens to them. So how do generational curses as taught and defined affect the individual? When we look around at the people and families around us, especially in our churches, we see the effect of choices our families made in the past. In some instances, we carry on these choices if we don't have the option to choose differently, often to our spiritual, mental, and physical demise. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, this is not the curse or the act of God. These are choices that we make. Hanegraaff argues that it has become increasingly common for Christians to suppose that they are victims of generational curses. Close examination shows this notion to be seriously flawed. When we revisit Deuteronomy chapter 28, we see that God gives his people, his family, the option of choosing between his will and their will. In making the choice, God also gave them the consequences of the choices at their disposal. How do we break these generational curses? How do we break these patterns, these behaviors? When we look at New Testament scripture, we see that there is grace. And may I say, it is God's amazing grace. We see there is grace for us to overcome what we understand to be generational curses. St. John chapter 8, verses 31 through 36, the King James Version, lets us know Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. If the son, the son is Jesus Christ, if the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. While we may see the effects of the choices and patterns of our ancestors, we have the choice and chance to break these patterns and choose life and life more abundantly. Please hear me. We have the choice. We have the power to break these patterns and choose life and life more abundantly. 
In Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, the King James Version reads like this, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. In most cases, we understand that our parents and our family members before them did the best they could with the choices they had. Even in those cases where are, the generation or our families before us made poor choices, today we can be free from the bondage of those patterns and behaviors that characterized us as lost causes. The word says in Romans chapter 5, verse 18, Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. We may have family histories of disease, poverty, abuse, mental illness, and more. But God is greater than all of these. But God, but God is greater than all these things. Through the shedding of Jesus' blood, we have power to tread upon the serpent, and that is a generational curse. As we prepare to close, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, the King James Version reads like this. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. Jesus came to bring salvation to the world including salvation for those things, behaviors, and patterns that come to kill, steal, and destroy our lives. We must make the active choice of saying no to those patterns of our family's past and looking to the word for our healing. The Gospel according to John, chapter 3, verses 16 through 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. When we seek the Lord for his renewing mercies, we find grace to take claim to the lives we want to live. We can stand boldly on the word 
and claim the abundant life promised to us by aligning our lives with that of Christ. Friends, we hope today's podcast has been a blessing to you. If you have any questions about generational curses, please contact us at theelephant2022 at gmail.com. Today's podcast was produced by Elder Maurice and Lady Satoya Clanton, who is also an editor, along with Sister Tynika Harris Coronado. Be safe, stay healthy, God bless.